Hey everyone, welcome to Health Addicts. Before we get started though, remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I'm not your doctor. So if you have questions about the information and content on this show, ask your doctor, okay? Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Health Addict Show. It's your host Tommy J. Once again, we're gonna have a really good fun episode for you. We're gonna talk about some healthcare topics that are going around town and uh we'll also talk about a couple of things with COVID that's going on. We'll talk about a little bit of things in the news, such as Dr. Pimple Popper's comment about nursing and how it's getting blown out of proportion, but yet still not like the nicest thing to say. And we'll just continue on from there. So first things first, let's just talk about dexamethasone. So it's a corticosteroid, glucocorticosteroid, if you really want to get specific about it, but it's usually used to treat inflammation overall. So the great thing about this virus, or I shouldn't say the great thing, but the more interesting thing that we understand though, because it's great, is that we understand it's an inflammatory process versus a virus causing septicemia that is causing other infections and then people are dying from the other infections. It's an inflammatory process that usually lasts 14 days, can last up to 21 days, and Usually people can get better after that. Um, yeah, the death rate is pretty high with it compared to flu and everything else. But generally speaking, most people that get infected do get better. It's your older population, immunocompromised, your um, cardiomyopathies, your diabetics, your obese patients that just aren't doing well because of it. But death methasone isn't something new. Um, it's something that we've been using to treat ARDS. I know at least at my facility, as a research facility, we've been using it for a long time. It might be something new to smaller hospitals and smaller institutions that aren't used to treating this type of inflammatory process and ARDS high level acuity, but it's not something really new. Um, I think the media is just kind of jumping on it to kind of give people hope, but, um, it really isn't something new that we've been not been using. A lot of times we haven't been using for ARDS and other infections like that because it does, it causes you to have some immunocompromisation with it. So we're not really trying to give you something that decreases your immune power. I mean, if you're already having an immune response to something, you don't want to give something else that causes more immune response. But generally speaking, we've been giving it as, I mean, it was a Hail Mary to begin with anyway. So, but if you're already having such a large inflammatory process, we wanna give you something that's decreasing your inflammation, the inflammation that you're having in your body. Another interesting thing that I, we haven't really fully figured out yet is if COVID can be transferred during pregnancy. So let's say the mother contracted COVID and was asymptomatic or she could be symptomatic, but then would the babies test positive? Now, according to this, there was another study that came out in Mexico. There was a mother who gave born to triplets and that all triplets tested positive for COVID. So it's wondering if the babies were infected in the hospital, if the virus was transferred during the womb, or was it transferred during breast milk? Um, highly more suspect, it could be transferred through the womb. I mean, the mother and the babies are sharing a lot of blood, antibodies, mitochondria, DNA, they're sharing a lot of stuff. So it's possible that this virus jumped the wound barrier and was given to the babies. And then there's another higher possibility that maybe the hospital just didn't use good tactics for treating and washing and cleaning. And, you know, maybe it was just a nutscomial infection. Um, it's hard to tell because there just isn't that many cases of it. 
So I think more research definitely needs to be done whether the virus is transferring from mother to baby, but I mean, it's out there, it's possibility. So, I mean, there's definitely needs to be some research done on it. So now in the case of Dr. Pimple Popper here, um, it's kind of a unique situation. You have one person who has a specialty in dermatology kind of judging a nurse for giving her opinion about sunburns and how to effectively treat and prevent sunburns. And you know, there's two sides of that story and it's hard to really get on board with one or the other. So let's just kind of break it down just a little bit here. So there was an article by WebMD. Um, pretty much what they were talking about is a nurse was given her opinion on the difference between sunburns and sun poisoning. And they used the reference of a registered nurse, which is a, I mean, the person's a well-educated with a background and a licensure and is just trying to explain the difference between sunburns and sun poisoning. Well, Dr. Pimple Popper or Dr. Sandra Lee, so a dermatologist board certified, she decided to chime in and ask why is a registered nurse given this opinion and not a dermatologist? And I can kind of see both opinions because obviously someone who has a specialty in dermatology has gone through many, many years of schooling. You have someone that's gone through an entire doctoral program. They've gone through the residencies, their fellowships, and they've gone on to specialize in dermatology, which is a lot of years past the eight years of med school. So obviously it's a very specialized field and they want to keep any kind of information through a very high level of care and it's kind of an interesting situation because the nurse obviously, I mean, it's not bad information. If you actually look at the article itself, it's not like the nurse is giving information that's not appropriate. But I can see why she may have gotten upset because, I mean, she goes through all this schooling. She wants people to have a better understanding and they should have been asking a dermatologist. I mean, it's WebMD, not WebRN. So, um... In the end though, honestly, why does anyone even care? I mean, is it really bad? I mean, if the information's solid, does it really matter who it's coming from? I mean, she should have just commented and said, hey, this is really good information. And then it probably would have gone even better. But instead she had to throw in the two cents of saying, this is my degree, this I'm a black belt in medicine. This is what you should know. And to be honest, let's all be fair. Dermatology is a comfy, comfy position in medicine. Everybody that goes through their MD program, especially because of the money, wants to go in dermatology. Unless they find something else that's more interesting, right? Radiology, emergency medicine, pulmonology, cardiology, thoracic surgery. But dermatology is one of the most comfiest positions next to plastics. So I think that maybe she just overstepped just a little bit there. So something else I want to talk about is there was an alarming increase in hospital-related injuries with household products. It was something upward from the CDC said it was like 40% of Americans were misusing their household cleaning products to help clean themselves. And this could be either skin washing, actual ingestion, injection, or just aerosolization of these cleaning products to try and kill COVID-19. This is a terrible idea. You should not be misusing these products. I mean, they're made to kill viruses and bacteria on household surfaces. You are not a household surface. It is not made for ingestion. And there's a lot of side effects that could happen from drinking and like ingestion or injecting or rubbing even like 
high acidic and alkalinic um, cleaners on your skin, you can get such bad chemical burns. You can deteriorate the skin and the hair and the oils that protect you. You take away your natural biome on your skin too that's healthy, that is made to protect you even. And ingestion, I mean, you could kill yourself. Your body's not made to take these high chemical compounds. And this is serious stuff. We're talking about blindness, seizures. Um, you can have stomach ulcers from the acidity and the alkalinity of these. I mean, chemicals are not made to be safe. I mean, they're made to kill stuff. I mean, you're not supposed to ingest it. So you might think it'd be helping you by just putting bleach or Lysol or these other products on your skin, but it's not really helping you. So. I mean, wash your wish wash with regular soap. Use hand sanitizers if you're worried about getting on your skin. Cover up, but I mean, just practice safe hygiene. There's really no other reason. I mean, it's a respiratory virus. As long as you're not touching your face, as long as you're not inhaling the virus, you're not going to catch it. It's not a gastrointestinal virus. I mean, there's gastrointestinal symptoms after you contract the virus, but it's not itself that's going to give you the stomach virus. It's a respiratory virus. So don't touch your nose, don't touch your mouth, don't touch your eyes, because the eyes actually link into your nostrils if you didn't know that. You ever wonder why you have a runny nose when you're crying? There you go. More importantly though, don't be putting Lysol, don't be drinking Drano, don't eat Tide Pods, okay? Use the product safely. So something else I just wanted to point out real fast, just in case you missed it. I, the difference between sun poisoning and sunburns. I feel like I should just hit on it real fast. So sunburn, obviously a lot of people had sunburns. You go out in the sun too long, the ultraviolet rays hit your skin. It's causing micro irritations over and over, causing vibrations and burning. And eventually your epidermis, which is the top layer, gets burnt. So, and it can go all the way down to the dermis, which is the second layer, more thick layer. Um, and then you can have a blister from it. If you start blistering, it's part of the sunburn. I mean, you have first degree, second degree. Um, but sun poisoning is much different. I mean, sunburn usually gets better after a couple days. It isn't as painful, it's just red and hurts and maybe a little bit blistering, but sun poisoning, it's very serious. You start having hives, you can get nauseated, you can have headaches, you feel fatigue, you can have fevers. Um, some people break out in hives. It's an allergic reaction to it sometimes. But most of all, sun poisoning actually takes you down and it can be very painful and honestly can make you very sick and you can actually have to go to the hospital, especially if you're dehydrated. More importantly though, understand that just the sunburn itself isn't too bad. Usually you can just treat it with some aloe vera, get some vitamin E on it, help repair the skin, help repair the sunburn that's there. If it's serious, you might have to get treated. Um, Silvadine is another thing they sometimes will give out, but usually we don't. I mean, usually it's just a bad sunburn. You have to really just remember to stay hydrated, keep up the aloe vera, use stuff that's cool, cool compresses, um, and try to keep the skin moisturized as much as possible because, I mean, it's going to peel. That's the biggest issue. Um, and then you lose your protective barrier that comes with the sunburn. But sun poisoning can be very, very dangerous. So just make sure that you're staying cool, you're staying out of the sun, make sure you're using the proper SPF with your um, suntan lotions or um, sunblock. So just try to keep your skin safe. You only have one, or I mean, it's the largest organ on your body. Keep it safe, okay? Make sure you don't burn it. I mean, it's, not, it's gonna happen. It's part of the tanning process even. I mean, our body tans and then it helps protect us from these UV light rays that happen outside. So just take care of your body, okay? You only get one, especially, I mean, you're increasing your chance of getting skin cancer every time you get a sunburn. So just don't do it. Alrighty, so. That's pretty much everything I want to hit on for the most part. Um, I'll hit you with a couple health facts here just for the fun of it to kind of keep this still informative. Uh, biggest thing though, the more you sit and sleep, especially excessive amounts, this can actually lead to increased mortality. Why? Because 
more likely with more studies shown that people who tend to sit more and sleep ex excessively, I'm talking like hours at end for sitting, and people who oversleep past your eight hours, the seven to eight hours that you're supposed to get a night, people that sleep to nine, 10, 12 hours, you know, they just don't feel like getting up. They tend to be more obese, they, they tend to choose less healthier food options, and they tend to get less exercise. Now, I'm not saying everyone who's a couch potato is unhealthy, and I'm not saying everyone who sleeps excessively is gonna die, but I'm saying to choose a healthier lifestyle Getting up, make sure you get up every once in an hour. Make sure you get the proper amount of sleep. These are healthier choices and can help increase your life expectancy. So make sure you're getting up, make sure you're exercising, especially since gyms are opening up again. But if you're going to the gym, make sure you wear a mask. I know people are kind of confused. They're saying, I don't need a mask. Wear your mask, okay? And make sure you wipe the equipment down before you use it and after you use it for the next person. Because, I mean, people are going to start using this stuff again. It's it's kind of a controversial thing. I know a lot of people don't think the gym should open, but I mean, we got to stay healthy, okay? So make sure you're getting your proper exercise. Make sure you're getting up and moving around and make sure you're not oversleeping, okay? But make sure you're still getting the proper amount of sleep. Don't be cutting yourself short. You're cutting your life short if you're cutting yourself short on sleep. Okay, guys? Thank you all for listening. That is today's episode. Follow the podcast, okay? Make sure you like and subscribe. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the other social media formats, and I will be updating soon. We are getting the office and the podcast studio re-updated, and it is going to be awesome. So, everyone stay tuned, stay addicted to your health, and I will see you next time.